Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So today is uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And given the rise in Jew hate and polling that shows 63% of American students have no clue that 6 million Jews were were murdered and another 23% uh, believe that it's uh, all a myth, uh, we've got our work to to do. And then, of course, uh, you think, well, what is it like here? What's the situation here? Well, it's not great. 22% of Canadian millennials have not heard of it. They're unsure of it. 62% of Canadian millennials were not aware that 6 million Jews were killed in the Holocaust at all. What are they doing in schools? Like, it's clear that education is not happening in this area. Um, And again, a lot of the surviving voices, most of them are now gone. I want to bring Noah Shack into this conversation. He is with Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. You know them as Sija. Thanks so much, Noah. Thanks for having me, Alex. The numbers aren't just um, shocking. They're appalling. Um, I, I, it's, it's as if there's not even the basic conversation going on. And so how do, you, how do we get those kinds of numbers in a country like this? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. Education is critical. And that's why we're so glad that Minister Stephen Lecce and the Ministry of Education here in Ontario are making it mandatory to have Holocaust education in the sixth grade social studies curriculum. Up until now, kids would have to wait until they were in grade 10. Uh, and and having an opportunity to learn about this and the lessons of the Holocaust that are so important for us in terms of the rise of, of hatred targeting Jews and others in our society today, that's going to make a big difference. Um, and, and it's not just that it's going to be in a textbook, right? It's also mm-hmm. going to come along with training for teachers, resources for teachers, so that they can co- be confident in bringing these lessons into the classroom. Because it's one thing to say that you have to teach it, uh, but if you don't have the tools to do so effectively and have impact, it's not going to ha- have the desired results. So I think, I think education is really critical. Well, the right education, because, again, it's very political. It's been made political. And so if if someone comes in, as we've seen so much, um, where they're like, well, that's not anti-Semitic, and then they go on to tie Israel to, you know, it it gets complicated, and then they don't end up teaching the right thing, um, because there are people who have their own agenda, and and that that can blur into this. So it it is an education, but it's got to be the right education, which is not indoctrination. It has to be factual. Absolutely. And, and I think it's really important to understand that learning about the Holocaust doesn't necessarily mean that you understand what's happening with regard to anti-Semitism here and now in Canada mm-hmm. today. And that's why, you know, along with bringing those lessons into the classroom, uh, uh, we've partnered with the Min- Ministry of Education to create a new educational program called Unlearn Anti-Semitism that mm-hmm. is based on the real life experiences of middle school children 
in Toronto um, to help bring to the, to, the, to the foreground just what's going on in schools today. What's actually happening? How is anti-Semitism impacting kids? And how are kids being exposed to it through their online gaming or social media use and getting sucked into this toxic, um, toxic ideology that's having disturbing implications both in the school environment and in our society uh, in general? Yeah, look, I mean, if they're turning to people like Kanye West, it doesn't help. Uh, but, you know, we saw it within our, our prime minister's uh, office. You know, they put uh, Laith Maroof on the payroll and he was to teach broadcasters uh, about, um, you know, hate. And, and the guy was the biggest Jew hater going. So, I mean, there are institutional problems in this area. It's almost like you would rather people not teach it if they don't actually understand it because they can they can make it much worse. Um, but I just wonder how few of these kids clearly are not being exposed to any of it, uh, I think is not just sad. It's dangerous because if you don't know your history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. We need to make sure that the the, the phrase never again isn't just hollow words. And, and you're quite right that there is anti-Semitism that's in institutions that is um, happening in workplaces, in schools, out in the streets. We're seeing uh, kids being bullied. We're seeing senior citizens assaulted uh, and everything in between. It's, it's, a, it's a frightening time to see this kind of hatred come out of the woodwork, something that I never thought that yeah. I would experience in my lifetime. And you're right. It, it requires rely, listening to uh, people who know what they're talking about, expert voices, people who are actually representative communities, and sometimes what they're saying can be challenging, uh, but it's it's the real information. It's the real experience. It's the real approach. And um, we can't we can't uh, you know it, it can be more dangerous to do, to address anti-Semitism or to teach about the Holocaust in the wrong way, which can distort it and make us and, and take us even further away from finding a solution and coming together as a society and saying, no, we won't stand for this. This is not what, this is not what it means to be Canadian and, uh, and, uh, and take some steps forward to fix the problem that's coming, coming uh, out of the background and into the foreground mm-hmm. all around us. Yeah, chances are if you believe in BDS, you're probably not the right person to uh, be teaching about this. Having said that, there, there are tools. I mean, a lot of the survivors are no longer with us, but there are a few left um, and we've got this new Holocaust Museum that's going to be opening in Toronto. It, I, I'm hoping it'll be ready on time, but uh, in 2023, this uh, state-of-the-art museum is opening. I know a lot of these remaining survivors have taken time to tell their story, and it's done. it's been done in a really um, interesting way where you can actually ask, and I don't know if this will be available at our particular museum, where you can ask them a question and they'll answer it even though they're no longer with us. Uh, you know, I was just in the in the museum construction site earlier this morning, and it is going to be a phenomenal educational institution where, uh, and it's being designed, as you said, to be an effective tool to help people understand the enormity of the Holocaust without a survivor to be able to speak to them in person. And so they do have these life-size screens uh, with survivor testimony. They do tell the story, not just of, of uh, individuals and their personal stories, but of communities, of what was happening uh, here in Toronto while yeah. the Holocaust was being perpetrated in Europe, what was the conversation in Canada at the time? And what are the lessons we need to learn, not just from what happened with Nazism in Europe, but what happened, uh, what did Canadians do? How did, how did Canadians respond? 
to that uh, to that phenomenon. And what do we need to to learn from that in order to learn those lessons from the past, as you said, and make sure that we build a better future? Because right now, with anti-Semitism on the rise, with other forms of hatred on the rise, um, and with with uh, serious challenges uh, ahead of us. Um, if we don't, you know, orient around learning and taking action together, speaking out, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's a scary prospect. Yeah, look, we have our own shameful past. I mean, one Jew was too many, or what is it? None, none is, yeah, none too, is many too many. Was our response to to Jews who were trying to come here to be saved, and we turned the ships away. And so, uh, yeah, you know, we we you know go back and learn about that. Why did we say that? Why was that our response? Uh, because you know. Uh, clearly, we have evolved, but that, that it was not the prettiest part of our history. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, the, yeah, that was the official policy in Canada. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't have a Jewish problem, so why would we import one, I think was the line. Mm. Um, and, and uh, you know, uh, boat, boatloads of, of refugees were sent back to, par- to be murdered in the death camps of Europe. Um, you know, that's a, that's a shameful legacy that we need to acknowledge and learn from and and uh, make sure that those kinds of attitudes, uh, turning a blind eye to anti-Semitism, to the impact that it has on Jews, not just in its most extreme form of mass murder, but in the subtler, less extreme forms uh, that build and accumulate and create fertile ground, create the possibility for violence. Um, and unfortunately, we're seeing that accumulation happen and we're seeing violence taking place. Uh, thankfully, yeah. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, you can't go to a Jewish community gathering, uh, uh, whether it's for prayer or for schooling or for youth programming. You can't go to a gathering like that without security. Uh, yeah. outside that's a door. long time, though. Yeah. And, and that's not new. I mean, that's just uh, the reality for a long new. time. It's not new. It's yeah. the reality for a long time. But I think I think a lot of your listeners would find that surprising. Uh, because it's so different than the typical experience of, of Canadian multicultural communities, many of them, that uh, they can't go to their house of worship without uh, without security outside, and often it's paid duty armed security. So I think it's it's uh, police from from the police. So I think that's something that that is is um, you know a live reality for Jewish communities, not just in Canada but around the world. Uh, thankfully. Canada still remains one of the greatest places to live as a Jewish person, and we have so much to celebrate here. And that's why I think the imperative to take action against anti-Semitism is so great, because Canada is such a welcoming, uh, diverse place where communities like Jewish communities can thrive. That's something worth protecting. That's something worth fighting for. Um, and and obviously, you know, it's abhorrent to all Canadians that anybody would be targeted because of who they are with violence and hate. Yeah, well, it starts with Jews, and then it's, where does it stop? It doesn't stop. Uh, Noah, very much appreciate your time on this, uh, marking this. Appreciate it. Really appreciate you marking it and for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is uh, Noah Shack uh, with Sija uh, joining us today. The hashtag We Remember campaign. Uh, this is what it is, a global movement. And again, it's it's not just about being Jewish. It's about you know, not allowing it to take root because then it goes to blacks and it goes to Muslim and it goes to every other, you know, it doesn't stop. Hate doesn't stop.